Hello and welcome to Diana and Wilson Dreamcaster. Today we're going to be talking about a documentary called QuickCam and I hope you enjoy it. Did you know that there are 7.9 billion people in the world and 50% of those people have a disability? Did you also know that because of a summer camp in America, people who had disability implemented the law 504 stating that no otherwise qualified handicapped individuals in the United States sell solely on the base of his handicap be excluded from the facing or be denied the benefits or be subjected to discrimination under any program or actually receiving federal financial assistance. Second 504 was based on the language of previous civil rights laws that protected women and majorities. It recognised that society had historically treated people with disabilities as second-class citizens based on deeply held fears and stereotypes that go way back. Those attitudes, however, have translated into pity and prosecution and later into policies that were based on parallelism. I would like to talk to you about a summer camp called Camp Jeanette. There's also, and I recommend you watch the documentary after listening to this because it's just awesome. Camp Jeanette started in 1951 in America. Fast forward to the 70s where they wanted a place where teenagers could be teenagers without all the labels. They realised the problem wasn't with people with disability, however, but with people who didn't have disability, said Larry Allison, leader of Camp Jeanette. I would like to talk about two people on Camp Jeanette. Jim Levici and Judy Human. And Judy Human. Oh, I love her so much. I think she, actually, yeah, she is my hero. And I just, what she did is just so awesome. Jim Lobici was born with spinal bifida. He was allowed to enter public school on a trial basis. They were going to see if it, and their words, worked out. A lot of children with disabilities were being sent to institutions like Willowbrook. This is how bad Willowbrook is. There was a, hardly any staff there and the children had three minutes to eat. The doctor warned the interviewer who was interviewing them when the place on the documentary said that it was bad, but the interviewer looked straight to the camera and said it was horrible. And you see the children inside the hospital and it just made my stomach turned into that I wanted to I just wanted to cry and it was just so emotional and heartbreaking and I got really really angry I mean how could people do that and to some extent how can people still do that to people with disability treat us like when nothing and not capable and not smart but we are we are all human 
as my sister used to say, we are all human beings. At the time she just read the BFG and she started picking up the way the BFG would say certain stuff. So for a while we were all human beings. So, and that's a saying that I like to say because it's obvious. I just love it. Judy Human, on the other hand, was a counsellor at Campton Ed and had polio. Because of that, she lost the ability to walk. When she was five years old, her mother took her to a local school. And again, this makes me so angry. Again. So much. Because... This has not just happened to me, but other people with disability. I've gone to enrol her daughter in school, Julie, and was told that she couldn't come to the school because she couldn't walk and become a fire hazard. When Judy was eight or nine, however, they got a call from the school saying that there was an opening in the special ed class. Now, you think, oh, that's good. At least he gets to go to school. She was separated from the other students, the normal kids, and I said that was air quotes. She, was, she and her friends were put in the basement. That was their classroom. The only time they got to talk to the kids upstairs, as they called them, was when it was the assembly on Friday. And she was like, we we allowed them to put us in our chairs and I was just like yes Judy yes and you're here much more later about how awesome Judy is see after a couple of years Judy fired a lawsuit against the Board of Education in New York City. And again, I got super angry because this, this doesn't happen. This, like I said, we are all human beings. And I'll keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. Although something did come out of that lawsuit though. See. Judy created disability in action because of that lawsuit. The, the news anchor went interviewing Judy for the second time put this in the, the news article. Our fear of putting a living, we look at them as human beings with problems. So this quote, oh, it's not what it needs to be. Judy said that. And I just don't know if it's possible, but I love her so much. She's amazing. Now it's, so each two things started to happen. People with disabilities started to speak up and be heard. People saw them as their disability 
not as a person and they finally had enough it showed a clip of a woman trying to get on a bus and she couldn't get on the bus because there was no wheelchair access and then they showed another clip of a guy getting out of a taxi in a wheelchair and he had to go all the way around because there was no wheelchair parking or spaces <laughs> that just makes me so mad because he had to go on the road and road and there was cars and it made me so anxious <laughs> In 1997, although the legislation had been passed, there was very little action to enforce that. People were still being discriminated. And for example, in the camp, genetic kids were going on to an ice cream parlour. The ice cream parlour refused to let them in because it made other people in the ice cream parlour uncomfortable. Still being discriminated by, and the law was not doing anything to stop it. So although the law was there, people were just ignoring it, and law enforcers weren't doing anything to stop the people harassing people with disabilities, which makes me so angry because the law is there, it should be followed. And law was not being... So they... So... They started to demonstrate at 11 regional, regional offices of the Department of Health, Education and Welfare across the nation. Human Carter was elected to head there, had said that the resolution would be adopted, so that means they were going to do anything to make it happen. When Joseph Califano, I think I said his name right, became the Security of Health, Education and Welfare, he began to do a review. He began to weaken and delay the registration to implement in the 1973 law to protect the right of the disabled. You received the rec he re he received the regulations and said that there were some difficult questions when he, he was talking to disabled people people and then he said and I'm quoting directly from the source here and it's a lot of excuses the last administration took two and a half years and decided not to move it and that he had only two and a half months. He also said he wanted to understand them. It is important to note, not before and not during, during the protest, his, him and his team didn't read the 504 Act. Make me angry. What 
they heard later was that there were going to be some changes to schools, university and even hospitals, but not for the better. You see, they didn't want to spend money to make their buildings accessible, so they acted quickly and started a movement that would change and inspire. They were just like, we can't just sit here and do nothing now, we have to do something or something's gonna happen. Something not good. We want to change the world for the good for future generations. They started to protest and somehow 300 and maybe more found their way into the building and went to the fourth floor of the regional director. Although he met with them, he kept giving them excuses and excuses why he wouldn't phone phone Joey Joseph to be on. And it was making them really angry, so they decided that they could not leave. They stayed there for 24 days. During the time, a couple of them went to New York City while the others stayed in the building. During the time where the people were in the building, a lot of things happened. The government literally on the first day turned off all the hot water and the FBI cut off all the phones and said they could not have any communication. So the deaf and hard of hearing taught the, the rest of the group sign language so they could communicate to the outside world and the group that was campaigning outside the window. <laughs> they also built a refrigerator by attaching some plastic to an air conditioning with cardboard and some other stuff around them. They were able to keep a lot of things cool that way. Not only did they build that hour of refrigerator, but they slept on the floor. And it got worse. When they flew, when that small group flew to New York, they stepped it up. There was bomb scares. Noises every few hours, and they basically tried everything and everything they could to get those people out the building, but nothing made them walk out because they were more scared of DJ than they were of the FBI. They were like, "No, GE told us to stay, so we're staying." They had some help, though. They had a lot of help, actually. With the help of the Black Panthers, they got a hot meal for dinner and they would leave food for breakfast and lunch. They wanted to help them. They could they study, making the world a better place. And that's what they were about. They also got help from union members, other civil rights movements, governments like the mayor, the church and the media. They also got help when they were like, we're so tired of being dirty. A woman who was working at a gay bar and her girlfriend bought shampoo and other clean hair stuff and for three hours cleaned their hair. And It was nice to see 
lots of groups just coming together and helping with one cause because we are more than one thing we are lots of things and I love that with the half the media like I said, said before or a small group with Judy and a couple of others flew to New York at Joseph Califano's house to protest. He, he got scared and left the house and was only found out that he left the house the day after when the news reporter was knocking on the door asking where he was. He basically got scared and flew the coop with his family to another city. When he got cornered, he later said it was a legal demonstration going on in San Francisco and he didn't think it appropriate to do that. But you know what happened next? With the help of Evan White, who had been a part of the city and who went to New York with them, worked as a news anchor for Channel 7 San Francisco and at the time there was a strike so ABC was not getting any news. So guess what happened? The strike brokers put the news stories to every ABC station in the country. It was everywhere. And do you know what Joseph California did without anybody finding out? He signed the legislation the way the group wanted them. In saying that, I think this calls for a revolution of attitudes and thinking and achieving on behalf of American citizens. Only a couple of days ago you were saying that was a legal demonstration, now you're applauding them. Hmm. I think this here would have something to do with the fact that it was, you know, podcasted to the world around, around and it was getting picked up by people and people started calling you saying you had to do something. But it's not just me. I'm not going to say tell you what happened next because I don't want to spoil it for you but this documentary and the people who did this changed your lives and although I question it now because there are still people struggling big time I'm with disability and being fired from jobs and being even not included in jobs because even though they're capable they have a disability so they can't do the job being turned away from schools or not being allowed in buildings because they haven't got wheelchair access even now all shops and all buildings should have a ramp people are still being discriminated by and it's really really 
It makes me angry that this the world will ever be. Why have I decided to do this? Well, I can't give too much away. All I'm saying, I'm quoting one of my favourite musicals. Musical songs. From Newsies. Watch what happened. And let's begin. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Dialyne Wiss and the Dreamcatcher. I really enjoyed doing the research on this. There was so much stuff I learned. Follow me on Instagram at wishdreams01, dreaming my dreamers, you can change the world.